want to know if we are we going to do an intro we're we just going to go from where we're doing just go from where we're going so should we start with the reviews of the games then yeah yeah that's fine yeah right so um first off uh, before we start like obviously you're you were five four down on the predictions comp before we started with rob having not having been in it so Right. So, so I'm the first, yes, well, you were five four down <laughs> at the now. time. At that that point, you were five four down. So we'll start with Newcastle Leeds, and you got the score spot on Billy because you said it'd be one one. Yeah, I did, and uh, I watched the game actually, and they were two the two struggling sides. They're uh, they're both looking for form, and none of them have got any form at all, and. A very open game, I must say. And the two defences looked really poor. They, they look nice going forward, but they haven't got much in midfield or in defence. And I, th- you know, I thought I thought it'd be a draw anyway. And I think a draw was a fair result. Leeds played some great stuff early on. They were very good and had some great chances, but they just couldn't put the ball in the net. And Bamford, I don't know whether he's unfit. He just looked awful, and he he was subbed late on, and he he uh, he never basically had the greatest game. But the uh, but he scored early on, and it looked as though he could have took the game away from Newcastle. But they ended up drawing, and in the end, they were hanging on at the end. So you know. They're not two great sides, but it was quite an open, uh, entertaining game for me. Did you watch it, Rob? No, I didn't get to see that one, unfortunately. You had the score yeah. wrong anyway, Rob. You had them down. You had Leeds to win, as did Deeps. So. Not yeah. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Odd one though, Leeds just don't look the same team this season. But then they struggled last season at the start, didn't they? They had a few. They were a bit up and down. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but but they look as though they need a couple of players and they need a goal scorer because I, I don't think uh, Bamford's the answer. Normal. He's not. A, he's not a bad player, but he's not a prolific goal scorer. You find that the teams struggle are the ones who haven't got someone who can who scores. 15 goals a season that you need up front yeah he's not a good player I don't I don't really rate him at all Uh, he's alright like he works hard but you know what I mean as a goal scorer I don't rate him yeah I know he He scored quite yeah I was going to say he scored loads last season but they were creating 500 chances a game like you know what I mean I'd have scored if (laughs) if I'd have been playing for them (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not. I'm not impressed. Brazilian guy looks good for them though, doesn't he? Brazilian guy on the right. Rafinha. Rafinha, yeah, he scored, and he, he looks a bit of a player, but he, he again missed a couple of chances, and at the Calvert missed a couple of really good chances as well. And they could have put back into bed, but they never. And in the end, as I say, they were hanging on at the end, and Newcastle took full advantage of them missing that many chances. They're not a good side either, are they, Newcastle? No, that's no. shocking. 
Yeah, they're, they're a poor side. And as I say, Leeds, if they had more about them and could have finished, they could have been four up at half time. Mm. I said on, on the site, you know, speaking to the Leeds lads, and, uh, and said that this game should have been put to bed a long time ago. And they all agreed that there wasn't too many uh, chances. And they're all having a go at Tyler Roberts. Uh, he's not, he's just not a very good player at all. I know he's only young, but he's just not doing business. He's, he doesn't look something, he doesn't look right at all, does he? No, he doesn't, no, no. But yeah. Bielsa, he likes a small squad, doesn't he? And he likes, uh, he likes his players. And he keeps getting a, a game, and I don't think he's up to it at the moment. You got to think that the problem must be that they weren't able to recruit who he wanted because it, I can't think that he's the one he wants in the team. He's got to be there no. by default. Got to be. You think so? And the supporters definitely think he is. Mm. Yeah, I know they on their site they don't like him at all, do they? No, no. So we're going to, unless there's anything else you want to say on that match? No, not for me. Not for me. Yeah, I didn't think you'd want to add anything, Rob, considering you said you didn't see it. Like, <laughs> well, we've wanted. Oh, to... Sorry. Hmm? No, I saw the highlights. Um, that Rafinha's got a wand of a left foot. Oh, I do yeah. like to look at him. Yeah, he has, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him at all. You know, if you were looking at players you'd want to take from a, a club, he'd be the one you'd take from there. Definitely. Yeah, he's, he's the standout by a mile for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I it's only Calvin on. Phillips isn't it, they've got. Anyway, yeah, well, sorry, we'll move on to Wolves-Brentford. Uh, obviously, Wolves were celebrating the uh, creation of their own record label for some reason and no, no idea what the thinking was behind that <laughs> and you all went for a win for Wolves different vary from Billy saying 4-0 to Deep saying 2-1 you know there was varying scores and then Brentford went and beat them 2-0 so it just shows what you lot know yeah absolutely but I thought that they had got over the dodgy start yet and the, the day before that they got to play really well and I thought, these are going to hit the heights. Now, they're going to start really giving teams a bit of a high. And it just never materialized. last time. I, I was very shocked. But I was also very impressed by Brentford. Mm. Yeah, they're not the greatest technically. But they, get, they did 100% effort, every one of them. You, and the sense of foot. Go on, I was just going to say, do you not find the uh, gamesmanship a bit, uh, a bit annoying, though? Yeah, it, it is. But that's one way of combating sides who are technically better than you. There is a bit of gamesmanship. And for me, you know, that's a part of the game. It's not great. Don't get me wrong, it's not great. But they can't live with the sides who are better footballers than the, the Liverpool's the Man City's, the Chelsea's of this world, they're not going to compete on a on an even playing field with them because they're just no good players. Mm. So they have to resort to, like Burnley do, physicality or gamesmanship. I, and that's their way of 
redressing the balance for me. I get the physicality. Mm. I'm happy with that. That's within the rules. You know what I mean? You can be physical. I mean the time-wasting, the diving, the rolling around on the floor pretending to be hurt. Yeah. And which never seems yeah, to have become prone to now. The minute he's going, the minute there's a tackle on him, he's throwing himself to the ground just in case he can win a free kick after the uh, that moment with yeah. Man United. He seems to have decided now he just has to hit the deck immediately, doesn't he? But, but, <laughs> but Brentford, it seems like every player, they just, I mean, they were time wasting before the game even kicked off virtually. They were that bad. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Surely the officials need to step up and stop that kind of thing because it does, it does make a get game very tedious to watch yeah especially if they're playing yeah if if they're playing against your team like we've got Brentford this weekend and I think I'll be pulling my hair out if if that starts happening to us it's just like you know if you're watching it but then again that's up to the officials isn't it to uh, get a grip of that Um, the referees seem to have gone uh, a bit this Go on, I wasn't saying anything, mate. I was listening to you. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, at, it looks as though the referees were, uh, at the start of the season, they started yeah, letting things go and, you know, not being as fastidious with people uh, doing shoulder charges or, you know, or, you know, some robust tackling's gone on and let it go. But, You've got to stop all this uh, simulation because it is ruining the game and time wasting. And Brentford are as good as anyone at it, you know. But I'd like to mention Ivan Tony as well because he is a bit of a player for me. He's he looks really decent and and he's, he's thick handily for me for a centre forward. I've not got a problem with that, you know. Uh, Calvert Lewin, whatever, but. He's got a fantastic first touch, and I think someone's going to come in for an offer big money. Yeah, he did well to skin. I think it was was it Max Kilman for their second goal, where he set up in Buemo. Did he do that? I've got to argue on that one. I don't think he did anything well. I think Kilman was just bloody awful. I mean, what was he doing? He didn't have to dive. He's in front of the. He's in front of Tony. All he has to do is stay on his feet and take control of the ball. But instead, he yeah, throws yeah. himself to the ground and makes an absolute hash of it. <laughs> Made himself look a complete C unit, you know what I mean? It's all his own fault rather than... I don't think Tony did anything particularly special there. I think it was just rank amateur defending. OK. He had some really good touches. I loved some of his flicks uh, and his... Uh, I like a bit of style like that, you know? Yeah, he had a first touch, actually, for such a big man. He's got a really good first touch, and I've got to say, I'm impressed with Tony. Yeah, I agree. I don't understand why Newcastle let him go in the first place. I did think that was a bit of a strange decision because he looked good, yeah. you know, especially they were always yeah. short of uh, strikers. You know what I mean? Since losing Rondon, they've never had it. You know who they got? Joe Linton, and they had to bring in Callum Ward this week. Obviously, this um, season. Yeah. No, last season, whenever it was, I can't remember. Yeah. How about um, Adama Traore again and again every game? Oh. The same thing. I I don't get it. I don't really get it either. Get it. To be honest, I think you should be in weightlifting again because I don't know what the point of having all that pace of power is when you just cannot do anything with it. 
He's just got zero end product, and it's it's a bit frustrating to watch because he'll go on these really good runs and it's just all this pace and power going forward, and then it just always comes to nothing, and it's it's frustrating to see. And I think there was a, a cross he put in right at the end when they were you know trying to push to get back into the game, and he absolutely overhit it to the other side of the corner flag, and it was just like, what are you doing, man? He does that yeah. every time, yeah. though, doesn't he? Terrible. I just do He's not... He's what you call a one-trick pony, isn't he? He really is. Yeah, mm. he, he'll have one good game in every hundred, and that's enough for people to think, oh, there's something there. Yeah. No, there isn't. Just get, just get rid. He's crap. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't I, understand uh, pre-season when Liverpool fans were boring him up and saying, why don't we go oh, with Traore? I've always thought he's a bit, you know, very limited player. He's got speed and he's got, he's got, uh, he's very robust, but his end product is as bad as anyone in the division. I think this is probably the worst because he gets so many chances to do something with the ball. I mean, probably more than any other single player in the league. And yet, he gets nothing. Do you think he's past the point of improving on that area? Yeah, I think he's well past it. I don't think he's... If he hasn't got the intelligence to start making improvements by now, then you just... Mm. I just... You're just not listening, are you? That's that's the thing you know with a player like oh. that. See, I, I just, I'm with you there, Trish, yeah. If you if you don't if you're not doing it early on, then you're not you know then you need to be pushed down the leagues to learn in a lower you know in a lower league because then you might realise you have to pull your finger out and do something. While he carries on getting yeah. paid handsomely to play in the Premier League, he's, is he ever going to actually realise that he's messing up? He's not. No. He's an enigma, isn't he? he really is. And he's crap. I don't think he's an enigma. <laughs> There's another player I was going to bring up as well for Wolves that um, I feel like he's fallen off a bit of a, bit of a cliff is uh, Ruben Neves. I don't know. I think he's started to come back to it this season. Apart I don't from the stupid I'd, diving. I saw him in the game on the weekend and they get, he gave away the ball. It almost cost him a goal as well. Today, so I don't know. I'll, I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think this is best. I must admit. No, he's not, but he's definitely... Him, I think he's improved over last season where he was awful under Nuno. And you got to remember, he's playing a different role now under Bruno. So it's like mm. a fresh yeah, start. He, 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 might, he might come on a bit, but uh, with uh, Rob on this, I don't think he's been, been very good at all this season. No, I, I just I didn't actually say he'd been good. I said he'd been better. There's a difference. Right. So we move on <laughs> to the next Yeah, exactly. It was awful last season. <laughs> so we move on to the next one? Because that way I can leave you two to talk while I change the battery in my headphones because the battery's just about to die. It started beeping at me. So, <laughs> so if I tell you what, the next one, Burnley-Arsenal, which, of course, Arsenal won 1-0, and yet none of you had that, which I'm surprised at, because I know Burnley have done well against them like the last, what, two, three seasons, but before that, Burnley have never beaten Arsenal before, like, a couple of good results. That's it. They were always, you know, even though Wenger used to whine and wins, Arsenal always always battered them, always. So I'm really surprised. They always picked up a result, so I was really surprised that you all went for... 
um, Burnley. Well, except deep. Well, no, you didn't actually. Sorry, I misread it. Only Billy went for Burnley. The other two oh, went for a draw. Sure. Yeah, I misread that. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll leave you two to discuss the game while I change the, the battery in my headphones. So, off you go. <laughs> Billy, take it away. Go yours. on. All yours, Billy. Did you watch the game, Robert? I didn't get to see oh, that nice. one. I, I did watch the highlights and... I know it's not telling because you're not watching a 90-minute game, and I feel like if you're going to make a, you know, if you're going to make a lot of strong comments and you you want to, you know, chop down a performance, you really do need to watch the full 90. But from what I saw, which again is just the highlights, Arsenal still did not look good to me. Um, I still don't think they've turned the corner. I I don't think there's any sort of you know upwards. I mean, look, it has been good for the two results that they've had. But I still yeah. think they're a very poor team, and I still think coming up against better teams than obviously Burnley and and uh, Norwich. No disrespect to either of those. I still think they'll get battered by the better teams. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. The game for me, Arsenal didn't do much. They probably just had that little bit of quality defensive with the finish to mm. win it, but. There wasn't much between us, and there were two bad sides, really, and I think they've been bad all season, both of them. Mm. But it's a, it was a very dour game for me to watch. You know, there, was, there wasn't a lot of uh, skill on offer, not mm. a lot of movements, and I thought you we were both very static. And although there was the odd, the odd, the odd chance, it, you know, it wasn't great as a spectacle. Mm. And I think uh, that's been Arsenal all over this year. Yeah. They just can't, they just don't play as a team. There's too many individuals in the side. They're not very good individuals, so how are they going to be a good team? I don't know. What do you think of Burnley? Burnley, Burnley aren't the same Burnley of last year. They are, they've regressed. And the, the players that they've got aren't aren't really playing like a team as well. They are they've always been a team ethic and it's got them through games and got them results. But this year they don't look to be on on the game at all. That might change. You know, I know we only played a handful of games yet. But they're they're struggling at the moment and unless they start getting results, they're gonna they're gonna end up in the relegation place. Yeah, they lost a lot of players in the summer, didn't they? And that's looking to, have, yeah, to be good, costing yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing players they'd replaced. You know what I mean? They, 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 were, still, they were still around, yeah. but they'd replaced them originally, and now they're having to play them again. That's that's seriously worrying. Mm. I know, but I, I thought with the, uh, the signing uh, the week before of uh, Sean Dyche signing the new contract, I th- I thought it might have given them a bit of belief that the club believed in what they were doing and I thought he'd, he'd take them forward a bit. But that was poor. That was poor on Saturday for, the, uh, for Burnley. And Arsenal weren't much better as far as I'm concerned. Can you see them do, you know, I can't see that unless they invest heavily in January, I can see Burnley in a relegation dogfight at best. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Nice goal from Odegaard as well. Nice free kick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's doing well. It's mm. quite worrying when you're a team like at Arsenal's supposed level, <laughs> when you're having to rely on a 
quality of free kit like that to beat a team like Burnley that is struggling at the bottom of the table. That's yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the kind of thing that only goes in, that only happens once in a blue moon. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, they need that. I think we... I think we all agree that the, the two struggling sides at the moment. Arsenal picked up two good results, like Rob was saying there. Uh, they have got two really good results. They haven't played well to get them results, by the way. But they've got the rub of the green, and, you know, I'm not saying that they're not 100% efforts. I just don't think that they're set up like all the good teams are set up. And they've got good players. They have got a lot of good players. But... They're just not, just not producing it. And I think that's down to the manager. I think we've spoken up about the manager. But I think yeah. he's, uh, he's just not got them firing. And I think if there's going to be a manager out the door, it's going to be Mikel Arteta. I'll be one of the first. Yeah, spot on. Spot on. Yeah, I would, I would have thought he'd be possibly the first, really. Yeah, I can't think who's... I was trying to think of somebody who could be ahead of him, but I can't see anyone ahead of him. Um, So, we, should we move on to the next one? Yes, go on, mate. Uh, I agree. I've got to agree with that dread man on the, uh, on the chat, by the way, before we start. Because he's, he's saying it ought to be a good podcast to listen to now that they've got rid of that deeps guy. Obviously, dread man is deeps. He's right, you know. It's definitely improvement, isn't it? You can tell it's, the professionalism's increased. <laughs> definitely, it's definitely gone up a level. <laughs> so we'll go on to Liverpool Palace anyway. And Billy, you had the correct score at 3-0. Deeps had 4-1 and Rob had 4-0. So you both all got the correct result, like. Uh, well, uh, this is Rob's goal. I was going to say, Rob, do you want to take it away? Sure thing. Um, so initially pretty shocked to see... Both fullbacks were not starting, especially Trent. I didn't realise it was laid out due to some illness. And um, I was a little bit worried, I'll admit, when I saw Milner starting at right back. Um, in regards to Palace's lineup, I was pretty shocked again to see that Benteke had starting because to me he looks like that striker that just never looks like scoring goals. Um, I, was, I was happy to see Canate finally given the nod. Uh, it's good to see some depth, depth at centre-back, especially after last season. Uh, I had my heart in my mouth for the first five minutes or so. Palace was threatening pretty early on. Uh, Allison almost gave me a heart attack as he initially hesitated and then slapped it onto the post. I was thinking, what the hell is happening? You know, we've just started this game and I think they had about two really good chances to score. So I was like, OK, come on, boys, we can regroup here. Um Jota initially shouldn't have had allowed the ball to drop in the box. Oh God! Yeah. From the chance, yeah. I saw, when, as soon as I watched that, I was like, "Nah, man, you've got to clear your lines." So, um, yeah, I wasn't wasn't too happy to see that. Uh, not long after, there was a good ball in from Milner, uh, good delivery from the right hand side uh, to find Jota's head, but went a bit over the bar. I was really liking how Tamikas was linking up well on the left hand side, and I'm I'm happy that we've got a deputy now for Robertson. So when Robbo can't play, we've got someone, so far what I've seen from Samikas, with good ability, especially with really good, you know, deliveries and crosses. Oh, yeah. So, it's cool. Yeah, he's, yeah, 
spot on. Um, it was great, great left-hand side play linked up with Mane and Samikas for Henderson's effort, which forced a really good save out of uh, Goeta. So that, that that was an early chance for us to get to get one ahead, but we didn't. And then we just started to look like the better team after a shaky start. And me watching that live was like the goal's inevitable. I, I can see it coming now. You know, we took a bit of a slow start. We're starting to push forward. We're linking up really well. We're getting the width going right. And I'm thinking, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna see some goals. Um, I think Kanate did really well up against Benteke as Benteke was um, powering into the box at one stage. And um, he was another one for me that was getting a bit better as the game went on. And when I just looked at him, what I saw, he just seemed very calm. He always looked like he was quite calm out there, especially it was his, you know, Premier League debut. So that was that was a positive sign, you know. You can imagine all the emotions and how he'd be feeling, but he looked like he was taking it quite well. Um, Thiago was, in my opinion, controlling the midfield really well as he was getting the ball moving along very nicely. And Palace were being putting on, getting put under a lot of pressure from Liverpool, and uh, we looked to be in good control of the game. Um, then we had Jota's miss, and I want to... I kind of want to be harsh, because I couldn't believe when he missed it from that close range, but at the same time, Tris, I don't know if you saw it, do you think the ball maybe bounced up a bit too high, or do you reckon that's just a really bad Which, miss overall? Did Jota miss, you know about, where he just yeah. guys it over the bar? No, that's just poor. Yeah. Just poor finishing, yeah? Not from that distance. You have to, you know, that, that has to go down as rank really yeah. bad. You can't miss yeah. from there. No matter how much it bounces up, you should be able to adjust and get it in from less than two yards out. I want I want to go harsh on him, but I didn't want to be stopped. So I, I, I do agree with you. I didn't want to, you know, go too hard on him just in case. But, yeah, I, I think as well, from, from an angle like that, from, from um, being that close out, you've got to put that one away. And I didn't think he was playing well. That was just my opinion mm, up until yeah, that point awful. either. But that's um, one of those things that then, yeah, to the best. Yeah, so. yeah, he was. To be fair, it does happen. Even sure. Rush has missed ones from that close in. Yeah. So. Uh, we had a... No, no you're right. Um, just before half-time, we finally got the goal. Woohoo! It was good to see. Uh, sneaky little header from Salah, um, which did force a really nice save from Guaita. There wasn't a lot he can do from there. You know, maybe it's, again, hard, but maybe Palmer a bit further out, but he just got a hand to it and allowed Mane to react first and score. So, again, I think I mentioned it last time. I was, you know, I was, I was confident and I was sure Mane was going to get back on the scoring sheet and very happy that he has. So, it was good to see that. Good to see Mane smiling. And then going into the halftime break, I had, again, very positive and great feeling that we're going to come out and score some more goals. Uh, second half, there was a good passage from Palace for the Edward chance. Really should have hit the uh, score sheet with it um, when they played the ball over and he had a touch instead of putting it away early, if you remember that one, where Allison came out and kind of sweep, cleaned him, yeah. sweep, sweep the ball away. Um, for someone, in my opinion, who should have been started from the start, especially from his um, two-goal debut last week, um, yeah, that, that was quite poor. I'd I thought he, that's a certain goal the moment that ball got played over, but, you know, it looked like he hesitated for a second. Allison came in and cleared it, so safety there. Um, yeah, Gallagher. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I've switched it off. Your professionalism there. <laughs> um, Gallagher was playing 
I think he was playing all right for Palace. He's, he was grafting well and he was trying his best. I don't think he had a bad game at all, but my, oh my, James Milner proved me wrong. Uh, he was fantastic, especially filling in at right back. Like I said, initially I was very nervous when I saw his name playing there, but he, uh, he, had, a, he had a blinder and he pocketed Zaha the whole game. Yeah. Um, our second goal from Salah, great volley, you know, just killer instinct there from him, hit it sweetly, very hard to stop from that range when you've laced it. So, you know, he just looks to me to, it's it's hard when he's been at Liverpool for a long time now, or you know, a decent amount of time. But he just looks to me like every season he's getting better. You know, he's physically in amazing shape. You know, I almost had my top off when when he scored. Um, I was that excited. But he he just looks to me like he's getting better and better, and he's God become damn. one of the best players in the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, I was uh, back to Canate uh, considering it was his debut. Very happy. Um, got another block on Edward late, and he just, you know, when you when you watch Kanata on the pitch, he just looks so, you know, towering. Look, he's he's a big, you know, he's a big lad, and I don't know. To me, I, I liked for a debut. I liked him. I liked his presence. I liked his calmness, and I think he had a good game again. Zaha pocketed the whole game. I don't know what was going on with him. Not like I think he's amazing in in the first place, but. You know, when you're when you're going up against a 35 year old Milner, I'm pretty sure he's 35. Um, you you know, I'd expect him to to skin him a few times for pace or get around him, but he got pocketed that whole game. Do you not think he's a bit of a Traore, no end product? Yeah, he's a bit like Traore, a bit better than Traore, mm. but very similar. By the way, Paul Billy's getting. Getting crucified on the live chat <laughs> about his oh age. Yeah, they're, they're saying, isn't it a bit? Apparently, it's it's nine thirty p.m. It's a bit. It's past your bedtime, Billy. And, and <laughs> the other thing was, it's a dream for a lot of modern science to extend life for as long as he has managed. I got to say, they got a point. <laughs> That's fair comment, yeah. You can't really argue with either, can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously, unless there's a Coronation Street special on late, in which case yeah, you stay up, you're allowed to stay up late then, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sorry, uh, Rob, didn't mean to interrupt just, you, but I just thought I have to mention that. Uh, just the last couple of points was um, the strike from Keita, you know, very late on in the game, when the game, to me, was already done. Um, what a hit. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't expect that from him, and he looked almost as shocked as everyone else did because his um, his celebration killed me. You know, it was, it was pretty funny. And uh, look, all in all, it's just a great performance. Um, another well-deserved three points for us, considering as well we again didn't have our fullbacks in, but fully deserved victory by the better team. And I'm very happy with the start to the season. So you didn't subscribe to the nonsense that, like, I mean, I was, what, obviously I get being sports here, and we had Richard Keyes and Andy Gray saying that Liverpool were lucky and that the scoreline flattered them, and I was thinking, ah, oh, I must have watched a different game, because almost every chance Crystal Palace got was made by Liverpool making errors, because of they, they had a brand new back line in there. And that was the only yeah. chances they got, I thought. I thought Liverpool yeah. actually. I thought, no, I thought Liverpool deserved to win. Easily mm. deserved to win. I thought they had a, good, a few good moments, uh, but you're not going to win many games with Benteke playing here. No, exactly. Why, why he gets a start is beyond me. It really is. And going back to Sahar, what you were saying about Sahar, I think he'd be a lot better player in a better side. 
I know that's obvious. Oh, I think if he had other players around him, I think he's got the trickery. I think he's got the skill to do a lot better. I think he's stale at Palace. And I think they're in his he needs to go. He needs nah, to go. I disagree on that. I think he's just crap. I think you watch him and he does. He's exactly the same as Traore, where he, but he's got that. Um, I'm trying to think of a I'm trying to think of a player to compare him. With. And he's that one where he just does the extra touch when he needs to play. You know, when he should be playing it across. It was something that used to frustrate the life out of me with Lalana at Liverpool. Where he'd take too many touches, you think, just play the pass, oh, yeah. fuck's sake, another three touches. And that's what he does all the time, and that's why he keeps losing it and whining. I know who I was thinking of, Grealish, that was his problem at Villa. I think he's the same, Zahar, he's just too, too yeah. easy, too, th- thinks too much of himself. He doesn't realise mm. he's not that good. That, he thinks he's Lionel mm. Messi. But that's why I'm saying about him. That's why I'm saying about him, it'd be far better than a better side. Because he. He might need to take three touches. He thinks that he's the best player in that side. And I can't disagree with him, to be honest with you. No, I don't. Think and he's, he is. I don't think he's got to do this all himself. I don't think he is the I best player. I think he thinks player. he's got to do it all himself. Kiate's better. But anyway, yeah, I like him, yeah. what I was going to say is, I don't think he is. When he was at Man United, he was the same. And that's why he didn't make it there. He thinks he's, he thinks he's Lionel Messi. And he's not. He does, yeah. He does think he's better than what he is, yeah. He thinks he's so special and he's an average player. That's all he is. He's where he should be. Crystal Palace is his level for me. I think Palace's mm. problem is getting a you think so? I think he might... Getting Benteke out yeah. is what they need to do. Put Edouard in. Yeah, he's horrible. I don't understand why they gave him a contract. No, it's, uh, it's beyond me what, what you see in Benteke. I was surprised when Liverpool actually signed him. He's not a Liverpool type player. He's not a very good player at all, in my mind. No, I was absolutely gutted when we signed him, and uh, you know, yeah, he showed himself to be terrible. I know he looked good at Villa. People thought he looked good, but he had no movement, and he he doesn't get into the you know position. And when you're a big man like that, no. the first thing you should do when the ball goes out wide is get yourself in the box to get on the end of it. Whereas he just saunters around on the outside of the box. You're thinking, what are you fucking doing, you idiot? Just get in the box. <laughs> you know, you've got to be wanting to edit that, haven't you, when you're his size? Yeah, he's no good. Oh, awful player. One of the worst signs we've ever made. And big money too, off memory. Yeah, 40-odd million, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. players that were missing has come back, I think. Deeps is probably. Has Deeps joined us at last? Is he? Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, here he is at last. The prodigal son. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Deeps, how are you, mate? I think it's more like the prodigal son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I didn't like to say that, but that was what I was thinking. <laughs> Did you watch the full game, Dips? No, I didn't. Oh, right. He didn't want to be scared. Uh, <laughs> when he's got to watch United afterwards, you really don't want to be watching that, do you, PlayStation? <laughs> Should we move on to the Man City Saints game? 
Yes. Nil nil. None of you had that. You all have Man City down as an easy win. I know. Really? <laughs> yep. You're hard to believe because he'd have thought City would win that, eh? I know. I mean, it's so obvious. Oh. I mean, Southampton have been crap. <laughs> but, yeah. Who would have thought? I they'd think City have got problems. I think City have got problems, you know. And I think it's emanating from the manager. Mm. <laughs> I think he, when he come out with the statements about the supporters uh, not being there, and he wasn't going to apologise for it, and he was basically having a go at the club and its supporters. And I think there might be a bit of a rift there, and uh, I don't think it's helping them one little bit. What's I think there's a bit of harmony in the club. Mm. And I think that's why you draw nil nil with Southampton because if you look at the two sets of players, it should be an easy, easy win for City. It's an odd, it's an odd thing to get into an argument about, though. Why, why ask more people to come along and watch their home games in the league when they've pretty much had a full house every game for, like, you know, when they've had, when you know, when it, obviously they didn't during the COVID thing. But when it's opened, uh, uh, in Premier League games, they get 50-odd thousand every single week. So I don't understand why he was asking, you know, as, yeah. if, they were, as if they don't fill the ground. It's like, I, I know they don't during the Champions League, but everyone knows the fans are in dispute with you. Well, actually, most people don't seem to know it, but that's where the issue comes from in the Champions League, because the fans are in dispute with UEFA. So they don't go along to them, mm-hmm. unless they're big games, obviously, when, like, what fan misses them. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? That's a totally different thing, then. Mm. Yeah. It just seems a strange one to me, why you why you bring that up. You know, are you having to go at the sports? Are you having to go at the, the club? Uh, why would you want to create this harmony between the supporters and the players? Uh, you know... I'm trying okay. to leave... You know, when they when they yeah. said, you know, hang on, we filled the ground every week. When the supporter came back and said, maybe you should stick to coaching him, saying, right, well, fuck you, then I'm going to go down if you're going to be like that. That was his attitude. It was like, yeah, well, pep, you child. I think he just wants to leave. Might yeah, I think you're right, Deeps. Yeah, it's like like we've seen similar scenarios with uh, Mourinho when he wants to say. Hmm. Yeah. Trying to just fight with everyone, speak at the smallest of things and everything. That's Maybe true. he just wants to move on. Maybe he yeah. doesn't want to wait until 2023. Yeah, maybe he just signed the contract because yeah. he thought I'd get myself a nice big payoff if I get the sack now. Oh, but he's not going to get the sack, come on. No, they he's won't. just going to get the huge compensation for leaving early. Yeah, but that's still yeah. the sack, isn't it? Not much to say about the game, though, is that because it was a very dour game. In fact, Southampton could have won it. They should have won it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a penalty yeah. for me. I don't understand people. Yeah, it was a penalty for what me. Was yeah. I don't understand it. I, I, sorry, Rob, you're going to have to close your ears here because I'm going to criticise your boyfriend and I know that's going to upset you. But... <laughs> But Abby doesn't see how that was a penalty by Walker. And I can't see how it wasn't a penalty by Walker. And I can't see how anybody can't see that Walker just flattened the guy and got nowhere near the ball. So how is that not a penalty? 
It's a bit like you the Palace one. They should have had one. Chris, you can just stop at Abit Kansi. Yeah, that's true. He's not got a clue, let's be honest. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. I know. Please don't cry. That, that won't hurt me. Sorry, mate. She does hurt, though. You have to get used yeah. to it. <laughs> You know, when you two are married and, and that, like, you're going to have to get used to him getting criticised a lot. It's just one of those things that happens. <laughs> Going back to the game, did you think that City were below par? Well, they are obviously below par. Do you think that there's a bit of upheaval there in the dressing room? Why they're not playing as well as they should be? I think they're missing well, the number nine. Yeah, very possibly, yeah. But they've still got goal scorers in them, and mm. they're just not producing the goods. Do you think it's a bit, you know, a little bit too early to hit the panic button if you're a City supporter? Oh, yeah, yeah, very, very much so, Rob. It, it is too early. Mm. But there are signs there that not everything's kosher at the moment. You know, nothing is... Uh, really standing out and saying, you know, this is a City side that's going to, uh, going to be vying for and a favourite to, to win the league. Mm. It don't look like that side to me at the moment. Things might change, but at yeah. the moment, I don't think they're looking 100%. Yeah. They only, you've got but they were know. quite poor last season. Yeah, they only have to stay in touch until January anyway, if, that, if a striker is what they need, because they can just go and get one then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or they can just build a head of steam like they did last season as well. People true. seem to forget they were very poor last season. They were poor oh, yeah, for awful. longer than us. Yeah, yeah, they were like, weren't they in the bottom half for like um, right up until like October, November time, weren't they? Someone like that. Yeah, but I wouldn't yeah, put a time for last season because it started quite late. But they oh, yeah, were course, in yeah. the bottom half for. They were in the bottom half for longer than we were, and we were calling for all his head at the start of last season. Mm. Just think <laughs> of it like that. You still are. I was going to say that. But <laughs> we I were fifteen for quite a, quite a long, and yeah. and you were above them when they were fi when you were fifteenth. Remember, they were sixteenth, weren't they? Yeah, that is mm. what I'm saying. We were like twelve, fifteenth, whatever, and they were yeah, still below us for the difference is Ole conceded even when you had a chance of still winning it. <laughs> That's real. That's what oh, I know. We won't we get into that. Sorry, we've we not got. Yeah. Forget that. We won't get into that. We we were talking about things. Do you think? Do you not think that we're underselling what Southampton did, though? Well, yeah, I think I very much think no. that maybe <laughs> maybe I think I think what's happened is I said Southampton aren't a good team and then they're just not gonna lose any games now. Mm, I wouldn't be so sure. I still think they'll lose a few. Oh, yeah, like yes. when we're predicting the game against West Ham, I say Southampton are not a good team and they've not lost any game after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That still doesn't mean they are a good side, does it? I still think they are about, you know, they're still not convinced. Yeah, but that means, that means they they have the power of my curse. Yeah, you're going to have to work on that, Dave. That's the problem. <laughs> Put the case on somebody yeah, else. What's that? So we move on. What's our next game, Chris? 
Yeah. Norwich Watford, which finished three one to Watford. Deeps had the correct result, but uh, you had to draw Billy and Rob had Norwich down to win. I mean, obviously, it was one of those yeah. games. It could have been in anything, couldn't it? Really, let's be honest. It's too shit teams. Yeah. It was just which of them would get it. <laughs> yeah. Norwich, Norwich can cannot defend. Actually, I don't. I don't think they even know what defending means. They don't even try to defend. When you've got Ozan Kabak and Grant Hanley in there, there's there's a reason why, man. Yeah, that's not a good setup, is it? You can you can criticize their personnel, but they're not set up to defend at all. No, that's mm. true. Not yeah. trying to defend and not being able to defend, not being good able to rely on your defense are two different things. They just look like they're going straight back down. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, very much so. Do you think Farker needs to be sacked? Language, come on. <laughs> God. There's no need for that, Dean. Yeah, really he's disappointed uh... in him. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> Never catch me using that kind of language. Do you think Klaus, another, no, this one is Tuchel's friend. Do you think Tuchel's friend needs the boot now? Ooh, it's a tough one. He he has got what four four seasons now. Yeah, but, but they've not given him much money to spend, have they? You know what I mean? They've not exactly like thrown money at it. They've been deliberate. In fact, quite the opposite. They've been deliberately careful, haven't they? Yeah, but surely now they can see there is gonna be no hope with him in charge. Even if they get, let's say they get relegated this season and promoted again next season. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. What else would they do? He had any oh, chance yeah. to stay up. They had to, they had to beat the Wopperts in this world, don't they? They're going to stay up. And if you can't beat Wopperts at home, you're in trouble. You're in real trouble because they're forced to die as well. True, but I just don't know what more Norwich can do really with it, you know, with the the uh, the money they're looking to invest, I just don't see how they can do much more than they're doing. Really, they can just play good. They can either play good football and keep coming up and down, or yeah. or they can get a get an Aladici. Yeah, exactly. And you know, <laughs> then the fans won't be happy because that's not that's not what Norwich fans want. You know what I mean? That's not what they want to watch. They like they enjoy the football, so. I think, I, I personally, I'd say you'd stick with him. Surely, well, he wants to do it, and they're not going to stay up. They've not, you know, there's no way they can they can do unless they they find a top striker, and a team like that just isn't going to find one except by pure luck. Because mm. they've not got the, you know, they haven't got the finances to go and buy one. Yeah, they're in trouble. We know that, don't we? They're in big trouble. Yeah. And it's always going to be the same, no matter who they have in charge. I think. Yeah. Yeah, the best they can hope for is yeah. survival and making it two seasons and then go down. Yeah, yeah, that's fortunate. In my opinion, anyway, you know, unless they get, I mean, maybe they could do a Burnley and that, but you've got to find a Sean Dice, and I don't see one out there for Norwich, to be honest. 
No, but uh, the London Brink, I think, are going down. You know, I know it's very, very early in the season, but I can't see what they bring to the table. To and as I say, you can't be Watford at home. You're going to struggle in this league. They don't have anyone to score goals. They're almost they're the the stick on to go down. I would say, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I think Watford are going to be in trouble as well, even though they beat Norwich. Yeah. I just don't see anything good about them either. No. Does anybody Not else? Much. Yeah, no, I completely agree with everything you said. Okay. We'll move on. Deeps is. Oh, Deeps got to say something different. Go on, Deeps. No, nothing, Jeff. Oh, I thought you were going to disagree with me. All right, we'll move on then to Aston Villa, Everton. Oh, but but at, least have, but at least they have some hope with Ismail Ashar. They can hope maybe he can win them some games. I'm not convinced he's that spare. He's not bad, but he's not like... No, but he can, he can surely, surely he can contribute to them positively in those sort of games against the likes of Norwich, yeah, Newcastle, Burnley... Yeah. Yeah, they're the games they just that need the likes one of him, Zaha, people like that can turn up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Zaha has made a career out of it. Mm. Very true. Good point, Deeps. Good point. Can't argue with that for once. You've made a good point. So we'll move on to Aston Villa Everton anyway. And Billy was the only one who got the right result because he said Villa would beat Everton. Though he said 2-1 and it was 3-0. Deeps and Rob, you both went for a draw. Jeez. Right, anyway, so... Who wants to take this then? I can't think you'd want to take this one. Yeah. I might say this. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, in the first half, I thought Everton were as good, if not slightly better than Aston Villa. And Villa had a very good side. Let me let me tell you that from the start, that a good side. They just gave Chelsea two really hard games. And they are quite an outfit. They, they've got some really good players and they're playing well as a team. The game on Saturday was was uh, very very close first half, but after the break they were far better than that, and Everton basically collapsed. See, Everton's problem is that they haven't got players to come in and replace the players who, who need dropping, and that's it. That's Everton's problem all over. The squad depth is not good enough. And they've got no one who's going to come off the bench to change the game. Villa have got people who can come and change the game. What, not like... Everton haven't, and that's why they're going to struggle. Oh, yeah, you haven't oh, even no. got Hammers anymore, have you? No, well, he was a waste of space, wasn't he, really? <laughs> that was a bit sarcastic. He was... He's, uh, oh, he's an awful player. I don't understand why he's got such a great reputation. It seems to have been based on one goal in a World Cup. Yeah, He's a luxury player, isn't he? He's very tidy on the ball, but he doesn't look for the ball. He doesn't look to tackle. He's not going to give you anything defensively. If he wants to play, he's just a luxury player in there. Give him the ball. Let him miss a 40-yard pass. Let him score a couple of goals. Or is the team suffering with him? They're playing with, you're playing with 10 men with Andres Rodriguez. And that's, that was Everton's problem. Luckily, they didn't pay money for him, but he was on a fantastic wage at Everton, over £200,000 a week. And they've got him off the books now, which is a big thing for Everton. 
because they've got to do that with a few more players. You've got to get off the books before they can progress. And I feel sorry for Benitez. I think he's doing his best. I think he's a good manager. But he hasn't got the wherewithal of the finances to actually set Everton forward at the moment. It's going to be a bit of a stagnation for Everton, Everton this season. Mm. Going to, I don't think we'll be in trouble. And I don't think we're going to threaten near the top. I think we're going to be a mid-table side, which I'll accept that. I will accept that. But Villa, going back to the game, no, Villa no, no, are no, a no, very no. good outfit. It's a big question here. Oh. You've missed. You've completely skipped over. The big question is, how are you going to cope without his 500 billion um, TikTok followers or whatever he was on? <laughs> was it Twitter? Uh, I forget. Which one was Insta- it? Instagram, yeah. was it? Yeah. Well, yeah, how, yeah. How is everyone going to cope? Won't they collapse without that sponsorship? Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's all he brought, really, wasn't it? Uh, TikTok or whatever it was. Which Instagram. one was it? I forget. But yeah, it, was Instagram. Instagram. it was Instagram. It was Instagram. Yeah. In regards, Bill, to um, the rest of the players you were saying to get off the books, who else would you say? There's quite a few. Uh, Gomez needs to go. Another one on over, over 100 times. He's been very poor. I know he had the bad injury. And, you know, a lot of players don't come back from injuries. But I, I thought he was quite a tidy player. But he hasn't got legs. He hasn't got the legs. And he's another one who's a, a class as a bit of a luxury player. Loses the ball too easily and not an Everton type player. Uh, there's a few more there who need to go. Uh, Alex Iwobi. Alex Iwobi should be the first one out the door. Yeah, the predator, he, he just doesn't look right. He, he does absolutely nothing in the game. He, a couple of flashes. Very, very frustrating player. And why we paid so much money for him? And, well, that's what Benitez has been lumbered with. Players like that, who he's got to get off the books. And he's got to get try and get some players in. Because Everton are going nowhere at the moment. That's my view, anyway. Mm. So, what you were saying about Villa, though, you were about to start on Villa. Yeah, I think they're a very decent outfit. I really do. I think they bought well with the Grealish money. I know they bought them before, but on the promise of the Grealish money. They, uh, they've got some nice, tidy players. Uh, and they're, they're a good unit as well. They've got some very strong players. And overall, they're good. You know, they haven't got really many weaknesses. You could say they could score a few more goals, but... They are. They're going to be in the top seven for me. Ings is a you good know, signing. Go, yeah, yeah. Ings is a good signing. He's always going to do well for, for whatever club he's at. But they are. They're one of the tidiest sides I've seen up to now this season, and I think they're going places. Do you rate Buendia? Because I'm not. I'm not that big. I don't understand. Yeah, I, I do. You know. Do you? I do. You know. I do rate him. Yeah. I think he's got a lot, a lot of good, good attributes, and I think he'll be one of the stars for them. Well, wow. I've seen him of him anyway, but I could be wrong. But I, he looks a very tidy player for me. 
I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of his at all. He works hard, but he's slower than a week in jail, and he just doesn't offer enough. You know, he just doesn't do enough for me. I'm not. I just don't see what he what he offers them. I'm not sure he fits their team the way they play. I can. I like him, but I like a lot of the other players to be honest with you. Like McGinn, like a few of them, you know, they're, they're good professional players, you know, and they play as a unit. And I think they're going to be hard side to beat this year. I, I can see why you'd like How about them, um, Leon Bailey? What do you think of him? Oh, he's good. Is that to be a war? Leon Bailey? He, he come on. Uh, oh, to, to he, come on. he come on and got taken off and got man of the match it's, you know, I don't know how that way it helps but <laughs> he, you know we haven't, I haven't seen enough of him to comment on to be honest with you I, I think he's got ability but I haven't seen much of him at Billy yet but you know I say they, they've got some decent players all round decent players and I think they, they're going to be a top side this year not in the top four, or maybe not even top six, but up there, up there, you know, challenging. Mm. Do you need tissues, Rob? What's up? <laughs> Abbott's in the chat, that's all I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's here, is he? Yeah, he's in the chat, he's not on the voice, obviously, because so by the time he got on, we'd be finished. He can't hear us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he can't figure out how to get on the voice chat. So we'd be by the time we figured that he figured that out, we'll we'll be finished because it'll take him two hours. You know what he's like. But he's just come on to give Rob, you know, the wink. <laughs> by the way, would you say Richarlison? About him, miss. Oh. What about St. Dix? About Rich Johnson? He never played uh, injured. No, no, I'm saying, will you, would you sell him to fund a uh, mini rebuild for Everton? Because you guys no. are basically broke. I wouldn't sell him. He's not everyone's cup of tea, I know that. And he does all the standard and laugh, which I hate. But do you know what he gives aside? He gives aside energy. Mm. And he works tirelessly. I don't mind players like that. I like players like that all, all day. He's defensively very good. Gets back for every corner. He, he heads the ball for opposing corners. And he gives Everton the energy. And he plays you need people like him in your side. I know he's not everyone's party, but for me, yeah, yeah, he's a... Uh, I'd keep him. I really would keep I'd try and keep him. I, I think... Everyone needs a Richarlison type in the side. Do you think he'll think be around for long run? I don't know. That that's the problem I've got. I think I think he thinks he's a bit better than more than Everton, and I can't dispute that. I was going to say fair play. He, he can't really argue that. But I'd like him to stay. Hmm. I, I'm not sure you get enough to well, I'm not saying just... To be honest, I'm not sure you get enough at the moment. Not with the no, way the finances are in the not in like uh, Everton's finance. I mean the no. uh, 
you know, with the CV and that going on, the coronavirus. The world finances, yeah, yeah, I don't think there's the finances there for a for any one player to do it other than someone like Mbappe, who's going to be out of contract anyway, so he wouldn't be worth it. You're totally right there, Tris, because there was talk of Barcelona offering 80 million last year. Jesus. And we, everyone was saying, oh, yeah, it, it, it was talk of it anyway. And, you know, that might have been all right before pre pandemic. But now, these clubs like Real Madrid, uh, Barcelona, they, they've got no money. There's only PSG, I'd say, with money, possibly Bayern Munich. But get, he's not good enough to play for them two for me. And so I can't see anyone else laying the funds out that what it takes for Everton to sell. Everton would want fifty million, I think, for him. Well you've got to get paid fifty million. Yeah. yeah, paid fifty. Oh, yeah. there would be low balling. I I would say even even with this current market you would probably look to get around seventy million. Who's going to pay it though, Deeps? Who's going to pay 70 million for a player of his ilk? As Tris was saying before, and Mbappe, yeah, I'll pay 70 to 90 million. What you, what you get off him is not what you're going to get off Richarlison. Who's going to pay the 70 million? If you can give me a team that's going to pay 70 million, I might agree with you. Man United. You'd have to give me a team. They're stupid enough to oh. pay. I mean, look how much they spent on Sancho. Nobody else would pay that money, but they did. Pogba, another one, and who else? I mean, you you know, you can go through pretty much every signing they've made in recent years and say nobody else would have paid that. Would Chris, you missed, you missed, you missed the big head. I wasn't going to mention Harry Maguire. That's the obvious. I think that's just a bit of an easy target, isn't it? See, I'm still. We'll we'll move. We'll move on to. But we'll move on to Brighton Leicester rather than because we've got the Man United coming up soon. So we'll go on to. uh, Brighton Leicester next. So Brighton won two one. Deep's got the, this is his one moment where he got the score right. But you two both had, the other two had it as a draw. So Deep's is the only one that got this right. Um, who wants to take this one? Don't know. Shout at once. I think Deep's. I think Deep's should. As soon as he got it right. <laughs> and as he was late. Deep's. <laughs> oh, but. Punishment. Well, Brighton were lucky to get the penalty. I, I'm just going off the highlights. Okay, yeah, I didn't want to get. If there was a foul, I think the foul was committed by Mope, not yeah. on Mope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got a penalty, he stuck it, and then they scored another goal. Who, who scored it? The name's completely. Escaped my mind. Oh god! Oh, no, I, I can't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. Everyone at home will be screaming at us, both of them, both people at home watching. <laughs> I think I think oh, there's yeah. only one person actually watching. Oh, it was oh it was the Lord and Savior Danny Welbeck with his head. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right. the great Welbeck. <laughs> yeah, good finish actually by and Danny. Then, yeah, yeah, it was a decent goal. And then Leicester grew into the game. They got a got an equaliser. It was a lovely goal, I must say. It was a lovely ball from Tillemans, almost almost KDBS 
Vardy, it was, yeah, Vardy st- snuck in at the far post, tapped it home, and then Leicester scored two goals from corners, and Harvey Vance was just to be offside on both occasions. Similar situation, how do you manage to do it twice in a row? You knob it. <laughs> and then Brighton emerged with three points. Are you a bit disappointed with Leicester the way they started this? Oh, I, I've been saying it for three seasons. They're Brendan Rosas at the helm. I thought it'd be a little bit better. Go on, Rob. Call me. No, no, I was just agreeing with Deep. It's Brendan Rodgers. I'm the same. I feel the same way about him as Deep does. Um, In regards to Leicester's goal, though, that was, like you said, beautiful work goal. Most of it was all one touch as well. I saw that as well, so I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, but you can't see them them challenging top four this time. I think they've blown it. They've had no, their I chance can't. and they've blown it. Mm. I don't like to fire on all cylinders at the moment. They, uh, they look uh, a bit wishy-washy to me in the build-up play. I like Seelmans. Don't know I like Seelmans. I think Vardy is having a good season again. And I think they've got some good players. But they're not like a standout side that they have been in the past the past few years where they're given, you know, they'd have beat Brighton last year, I'm convinced of it. And although I like Brighton, I'm a big fan of Potter, I, I don't think Leicester are the side they were. Do you not think Brighton have improved as well, though, anyway, from last season? Cause yeah. They've now got goal scorers. I certainly. I do like them. I do like Brighton. I think they're a good setup. I think they're a good team. I think they're strong in all areas. And love the manager, you know, I love the manager. Uh, I think he's going on, going to go on to bigger things. But they are a very a well-run club. And I really like them. You know, I hope they do well. They're the side who you want to do well because they play good football. And they're a nice set-up, a nice family team as well. And I want them to do well. They seem to want to do well, yeah. I think Leicester are basically missing Madison's quality, Madison's productivity from the seasons yeah. gone by. Yeah, that's fair enough, Dave. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah that's point. a good shout. Yeah, most of the chances this season has come from Taylor Munson. You can't expect him to be doing it all by himself. I'm not the biggest fan of Taylor Munson. I know he's got quality, but he doesn't work hard enough for my liking track him back you know what I mean so he leaves them very open when he plays yeah, but even, even if, it's very yeah. half fast you know yeah a bit of a hack as well yeah uh, I'm, I'm not going to pitch him he's, he's good uh, he's a good player you know he does well for them and, you know I, I can't knock him I'll be honest with you he's a uh, He's a good player for me. I think they've got a few good players, but they're just not firing at the moment. And I don't know whether they're going to be that team that they have been in the last three or four years. Maybe seven or eight until they finish. Yeah, lack of discipline will cost them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, losing 
that's what's happening with Madison is because he's got no he's not being disciplined so he he's not been behaving and so he ends up getting dropped and fitness goes and stuff because he's not training properly and stuff yeah. so, anyway should we move on to to the next game then and it's uh, <coughs> West Ham Man United which Man United won 2-1 Deeps and Rob both had the right, right um, result though nobody got the score correct and Billy got it wrong because he went for a draw so yeah. who wants to take this one then is this one for Rob <laughs> I wouldn't say so. <laughs> Go on, Deeps, take it away. I know you love to talk about Ole winning. Before I say anything, I would just uh, like to say I missed the crucial 15 minutes at the end. Oh, <laughs> all man. the drama, all the drama. I, I missed all the drama. So what happened is we started Sucking. the game decently well. Ole picked a strong team. We started the game decently well. Varane was okay. Maguire was slow, which is normal, <laughs> but he's... Maguire is even slower this season. I don't know how is it possible. Uh, then West Ham were playing on the counter. They attacked us, got a deflected goal. We equalized right, like just five minutes after the goal. 1-1, start the second half. Ronaldo missed a glorious opportunity to give us the lead. The game went on. Here, there, here, there. And then I missed the game. <laughs> and when I joined in, there was uh, Mr. Luxa getting his hand in between the way for the ball to go. And I don't know how the, the referee didn't see that it was a handball, but he did give a corner, so clearly he knew something had touched the ball. I don't know how. How can how can the referee say it's a corner and not a handball? Even even as a United supporter, the moment you see it, you know it's going to be given a penalty these days. Mm. The standard of refereeing was horrible in this game. And then De Gea, who, who never saves... Any penalties? I think it was the first one he saved in the league after Leighton Baines. Do you remember it, Billy? Yeah, there you go. I think it might be the first one after that. He saved a last-minute penalty to give us the win. So surely Ole is going to get lucky again. Right. Can, you, can anyone tell me what David Moyes was thinking of when he brought... A Bella on to take a penalty in the last minute. I think, I think, Chris, sorry, I think, Billy, it was to throw the keeper off. Hang because on, when you hang on. Can we just go back there a second? Did you just call him, Tris? I'm really hurt if you did. <laughs> I am really, really, really fucking hurt. I think you need to apologise, Deep, so I'm really upset now. <laughs> <laughs> Some things you just go. I would like to with. take this. I I would like. If you apologise to, to him, you apologise. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to take Don't. this moment to apologise for causing hurt to our old friend Billy. Oh, you're dead. Because you're I compared so him to dead. <laughs> a red nose like this. It oh, must be hurtful so to Billy. Dead. I'm sorry, Billy. <laughs> Oh, oh, 
Trish, you should be so lucky to be compared to the gorgeous bombshell like Billy. He wishes. <laughs> so go on, go back to the game. Can anyone give me a logical think, reason why why a player who has to kick the ball would come on and take a penalty in the last minute? I think it was to throw off the hair. I don't know why, because he doesn't have a good record from penalties, but maybe it was pre-game. If you're going through the penalty routines for your opposition, you would, as a, as a United coach, you would probably look at Declan Rice because he is the designated penalty taker. So maybe no, it's not. that is the only rationale I can give, but I, I don't think that is, that is a correct rationale. Only uh, penalty taker, isn't he? But why wouldn't you go with whoever's there? That's what you yeah. do, don't you? It was a bit silly for me. You know, he's, he's, he's not more... I think it was just cocky. I think it was cocky and arrogant from Moyes and he came back to bite on his arse. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that, deep shit. I think it was a very telegraphed penalty as well. Yeah. I mean... It wasn't a great penalty. No, nah, it wasn't a great penalty. I mean, you're coming on in the last second, you know, to tie the game up. And in a situation like that, look, I know goalkeepers and their coaches would go through a lot of, you know, study and homework and who shoots where and all that. But considering the circumstances, I think he went for the safest option. Now, I never played at the level that the Haya played at, nowhere near it. But if I was in that Obviously. situation myself, I would have guessed the exact same way because it's, just opening up the body and just trying to tuck it away as safe as you can. So, I don't know. I think it was a pretty pretty weak penalty to take. Um, I, and I also, like Bill, I was bemused that he got brought on to take it. That's a terrible decision. Oh, it was a horrible penalty. It wasn't... Mm. Anyways, he was nowhere, nowhere close to the bottom corner. What's his first kick? I mean, you know, your first kick's normally crap. That's the thing. That's why you don't bring someone on to take it as a first kick. The only time I can remember that working was John Aldridge. It's the only time, and he got brought on to take a penalty. But that was in the, the you know, when uh, Liverpool beat Crystal Palace nine nil. So it is a totally different thing. It was like seven nil or something at the time. So it's kind of like, well, you may as well bring him on to score because he was about to leave yeah. to he was about to leave the club where to go to Spain at the time. It was his last match, so he came off the bench like as a chance to score. Might have even been, you know, his, I think it might have been the eighth goal actually. So you know, you you, you can take the risk then, but at two one. To do something that stupid, yeah. I mean, that just that's a sackable offence for Mike, in my thinking, for the manager. Yeah. Well, I mean, well like his West Ham side has well, redeemed him. Hmm? His West Ham side have redeemed him by beating yeah. United in the well, well, EFL Cup. Are we going to go? Are we going to talk about the uh, cup games or? Because I was thinking there's an important thing in there because we've got Phil Jones back playing after 20 months, which is obviously highly important. Just what? Could make the difference for United that Phil Jones is now back playing. Did he play? I don't know. I, 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 I don't, don't know. know. He was in the squad, before, but I don't know whether he made the actual final cut like for the squad. But he, was, he was fit to join the, rejoin the first team squad. I bet you're excited now, aren't you, Deeps? You finally think a, a title challenge might be there for you then. 
Oh, obviously, he must be a vital cog in the machine, seeing yeah. that he didn't give up his number for Jersey when Varane wow. joined. Of course he wouldn't. I mean, why would you let him? Player of the quality of Phil Jones, who's proven quality like Phil Jones, you know, you'd, you'd let him keep his number, don't you? <laughs> Talking about vital cogs, what does that Jaden Sancho do? What does he bring to the side? I keep saying it every week. I want to know what he brings to the United side for the money they paid for him. I don't think he's Billy, <laughs> Billy, I want to, I want to know what is the point of keeping Lingard if you are buying Sancho. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not even going to compare who who is better than whom, but. Surely it's too many options now. It's yeah. it's I'm a burden squad for us now. I'm yeah, Mata. I know. Like you, you okay, know. you keep you keep Mata for you keep Mata because of his uh, experience. But surely you keep. But surely you keep Lingard for that out of the two because he's younger, he's faster, he scores goals. Mata doesn't really do anything anymore. So if you're going to keep one of the two, surely it's Lingard <laughs> rather than Mata. So I would say he's the Mata. one. <laughs> Chris Mata only plays three games. If you bring in a 73 million player to replace a player who plays three games no, a year, but, then no. But my point <laughs> is, you can't keep. Why keep him around when you're bringing in Jaden Sancho, who plays the same position? Basically, you just it just seems pointless. And you gave him a new contract. Like, he was out of contract. This is the thing. Yeah, you just let him go. Why? Why give him a contract? I just don't understand it. Yeah, but my point is. Mata, even without, without considering Mata, is still too many players because, like, we have a very strong, we had a very strong team out against West Ham, both games. And still, we we are missing the likes of Cavani, Rashford. They're, they're all options in the attacking positions. Mm. Hey. Yeah, Greenwood never starts a day in midweek. He's quality, that lad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can play. Okay, oh, can I just say one oh, thing about the, about the cup game? And it's that well, how was the penalty not given on on Jesse Lingard when his shorts were pulled off? Well, we'll, we'll, move on to the, we'll move on to the cup games in a bit, Bill. We'll just go on to. Oh, well, oh yeah. sorry, I thought yeah, you. Yeah, we just no, we'll just go a quick. Games. We'll just do a quick skate through them because oh, you know we we'll just discuss anything that. Okay, then, yeah. Because we'll do the Spurs Chelsea next then. Oh, before before we go there, mm-hmm. just to prove my point from before that Abit can't see, Abit did say that um, Mason Greenwood is just another rival Boris and 2.0, all hype and nothing else. It was more more around the lines of fur coat and something. I don't I don't want to say it live on stream. I don't know. What so Robo, Robo, your boyfriend is wrong again. Oh yes, I see. <laughs> yeah, Why did you see it him? Oh, I'll, I'll have a talk to him about that later. <laughs> he, he, his Love record is, is horrible in my predictions, and my predictions are shit. Love is blind, deeps. Love is blind. Just remember that. <laughs> Lastly, on the United game, I just wanted to say the one thing that uh, did you see the shot from Bruno Fernandez in the first half? That save from Fabianski was unbelievable. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, that was. Like yeah, every, just I saw a post. post. 
I saw a post on uh, the Liverpool page saying, oh, you all keepers are having poor games against Ronaldo. No, Fabianski had a very good game. Just one he, moment. He had a very, yeah, he had a very bad, good game. Bad goalkeeping is different than having a bad game. Yeah, he, he's the first one that's actually done well against him, though, isn't he? Mm. He's, a, he's the second one that's played against him. You cannot say it like that. Go on. <laughs> It's only second. I don't know. I've not kept track, but when I've watched it, it I, you know, didn't the one goal go straight through him? though? No, no. What happened is Bruno crossed to Ronaldo. Ronaldo tried to flick, flick it with his right boot, uh, and uh, it went straight to Fabianski. He dropped the ball. None of the defenders reacted. Ronaldo reacted, and he tapped the ball home. So he dropped the ball. That so was a bad. This, so that was bad play then. So. No, but it was. It wasn't even a. It, it was a terrible piece of keeping. He saved the ball. He didn't push it out. But he didn't catch it. He didn't push it out to yeah. safety. He just gave it, dropped it at Ronaldo's feet. And you're saying he did, played well against him. I'm sorry, I've got to dispute that. I, it, it annoys me when keepers do this, where no, they just no, knock no, it straight on. out. They just put it in front of themselves rather than putting it out. Should either go over the bar or go out to the go out to the sides, but never never back straight back in front of him, which is what happens all the time. It drives me mad. But if if Fabianski had a poor game, Ronaldo would have had at least an, a hat trick, at least. Well, yeah, but he still messed up on one of the goals. Is the point? Mm. So he's still helping him, he, he's still helping was... him get a higher score ratio than he should have. Is what we're saying. That's three goals no, now but... that you could directly put down to bad goalkeeping. So. And how many has he yeah, scored? Yeah, but Ronnie, Ronnie should have how many scored. scored. Ronnie should have scored with that chance. Right. Yes, but that's yeah. the point, Dean. That's yeah. the point, is that we're saying, is he as good as he's looking, or is he just being helped out by bad goalkeeping? There's three goals that he's scored that have been down to rank amateur goalkeeping, is what we're saying. How many goals has he oh, scored? Oh, but I think, come on. How many goals has no, he I scored? Just, just, just answer the question. Three. So, yeah, three. so... There we go then. So you can't say it's not down to goalkeeping then. If he scored no, three but, and they've but, all been bad goalkeeping errors, that means he's being helped but, by goalkeepers. Oh, it doesn't matter that yeah, he might have missed it, right? a lot of chances as well because a goalkeeper playing well. You still, the three goals he scored, he's been helped with them. Yeah, but he's been helped because he has been the first one to react. Still. Still bad goalkeeping them to help him. Does it change the fact that like they shouldn't have fallen to him in the first place? Does it? I hope Alison makes a howler against Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're all doing it. I think they. I think he must be paying them. <laughs> he can certainly afford it, can't he? <laughs> what did he make this year? Eighty-nine million, did he? Or. How much the 800 million was they made in sponsorship this year? Something ridiculous. He <laughs> makes more than Everton. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a given. Yeah. That's a given, though. But that's, that's like, you know, but seriously, he does make more than, like, some some small countries make less, you know, have a smaller <laughs> yeah. income Budget, than yeah. some sea. <laughs> but, like, you know, I mean, he's. He works hard and he deserves to to earn well, but I think sometimes you just gotta say enough's enough. Yeah. But yeah, well, it's not his fault, is it? If people pay him, it's not his fault. Yeah, that's right. 
Anyway, we'll move on to Spurs Chelsea. Chelsea won three nil. Both Billy and Rob had the correct uh, result. Deep's got it wrong. And as this is the last one, I'll just mention where we're up to. Billy's now on thirteen points. Deep's on eleven, and Rob's on three. So how is the how is the point scoring done? Three points if you get the correct score. One point if you just get the correct result. Zero points for anything else, obviously. So if you get a draw, it's if you say one one draw and it's two two, you get one point. But if you'd said two two, you'd get three points. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So. Yeah, you had one result correct, and Billy had two. Um, Rob was just. So wrong. basically, so basically, it went down to Everton losing to Aston Villa. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's more that he had Newcastle Leeds spot on and Liverpool Palace spot on kind of gave him the edge because you had uh, which one did you have spot on the Brighton Leicester so you only had one spot on and he had two that's what made the difference really yeah so, no anyway. but then Evertonian saying Everton losing the game and doing something <laughs> well, <but they> <laughs> funny I think me. that's cheating really but we won't go into that Anyway, Spurs Chelsea, somebody take it. Come on, who's doing that one? Oh, don't okay. all oh, shout at I'll, I'll take it because it was Go a game on. of two halves. No, it was did, a game have, of did they two have two halves in that game? Oh, it's ah, oh, that's just, <laughs> so, yeah. what happened there then? I mean, this normally you are, normally you yeah. have quarters, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Where did we find him? Go on, Dave, tell us about it. Tell us about the game. It's a tribute to Jimmy Greaves, I think he's doing now. Game of two halves. I say it's a funny old game next. Go on, Dave, what did you think of the game? Yeah, Spurs were decent in the first half. Chelsea were trying to waste the the whole 90 minutes, just trying trying to waste the time from the get go. They were quite poor in the first half. And then. Second half, I don't know what Tuchel said in the halftime team talk. He brought on Mr. Angelo Kante, amazing player. He just turned the game around. And then it was a funny, funny game for them because Kante even managed to score. When well, it's going away, it's going away. Yeah, it didn't. It took a massive deflection from one side of the goal to the other. To, it wouldn't have gone in otherwise. But yeah, surely, surely in those scenarios you have to give the goal his own goal. Come on. It just comes down as to whether it hits the, you know, whether it's on target or not. Apparently, so. on target. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I, I, know, I know the rule, but I, I'm disagreeing yeah, with I, the rule. I, similar I with so. Argyam as well. Varane, it was a Varane own goal. The keeper was going to save it easily. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've got to. It's like if it squirms under the keeper, and he knocks it. You know, if he knocks it in, it would have been and it would have been on target. But like he should have saved it easy. I don't see how that's a goal for the striker when the goalkeeper's made a complete hash of it. I'm with you on that one, deep. So I got to admit. Anyway, but I but let me finish by saying another big game. Lukaku went a wall, no goal. Oh, was he missing? Was he? I see. I didn't see it. So. Well, he wasn't missing this. He didn't have a good game, and it's against, uh, in quotation mark, a big team. I thought they played Spurs. <laughs> the big quotation marks you've got there, isn't it? Hey. Eh? 
Oh. Yeah, not a good sign. Yeah, they're awful. I can't believe it. Can't believe they even gave them a game. That's the thing that surprised me. I thought um, Chelsea would hammer them. Yeah, but it, I mean, like you know, from the, the start. Result was, the result was, but Chelsea performance in the first half was really poor. Mm. I saw the first half; I it was the second half. I didn't see because I was busy working then. Yeah, and Dombele was having a decent game for mm. Spurs, and Son was causing some problem. It's not like Spurs were brilliant; it's just Chelsea were quite poor. Yeah. Which is unusual yeah. for them on the two Yeah. It, yeah, that's fair it's enough. It's an odd thing, it was. You really expected them to walk away with it and they struggle. Maybe it's just uh, hard to get up for a game like that, though, isn't it? After the Champions yeah, League, player yeah. like Kante missing because he was on the bench. That makes a huge difference having Kante in their team. He is a class act. Still think he's the best at his position. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Yeah, there's just no one you could say is as good as him, is there? <laughs> Very strange yeah. that like nobody's come in and said hundred odd million for him from the moment. I don't understand it. I mean, he pretty much won Chelsea. He won. Leicester the league and then Chelsea the league Leicester. in successive yeah. seasons, pretty much single-handedly. And yet, yeah. you know, PSG oh, throwing and, money and away left, also... right, and centre on players, and they haven't gone in. You know, they haven't just thrown it at him. And even won France the World Cup and Chelsea yeah. the Champions League last season as Good well. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's... other other players did contribute, but he was very vital for both. He's the key. If they can keep him fit, they they've got every chance of winning the league. But if he's out for an extended period again, you know, with more hamstring problems or whatever it is they suffer, I'm sure it's hamstring, isn't it? Um, yeah. If they if he's out for an extended period with them, then they're in trouble because the rest of their midfield's very shaky. They've got decent options eventually, so I think they'll uh, really strong for Chelsea. Yeah. I know Kante makes but I still think they've got a decent midfield, even without Kante. I believe he but I, I like him, you know. I, oh, for God's sake. He's good, I think they're all right, you know. He's, I think he's exactly the same as Andre Gomez. He's, no, nah, not. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Don't rate him at all. If he's got Kante alongside okay. him, he's fine. But if he hasn't, yeah. he's a liability. Well, he did win the Euros for Italy without Kante. He won Player of the Year, didn't he, as well? European Player of the Year. It's like, what the fuck is going on there? But but he didn't win the UEFA Midfielder of the Year. Kante won Midfielder of the Year. But, yeah, Jorginho was (laughs) European Player of the Year. How does that work? If he's not the best midfielder, how can he be the best Player of the Year? Somebody explain (laughs) how that works. I mean, he wasn't even close to the best. Let's be honest. I think that I think that Chelsea are a decent side, though, aren't they? You know, I know you might like half of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the rest I think of they're a very, very good outfit. They're very strong in defence. Still missing the very, top class. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah. But and I'm not. They are a very strong unit. I still think Rudiger's a good thing. He can be got at. I think he does a job, you know, he does a good job. He's headless chicken. I, I think he does a good job. Headless chicken. Yeah, he can be at no times. positional sense. He can be at times. And he's rash. He's a liability. If teams I, got at him, you watch Salah when he plays against Salah, he was really strong. You know, it's a totally different thing. You're not a but fan you're of talking Mindy. about Salah. Hmm? But you're, you're talking not a fan about of Salah against Rudiger. Sorry. Not many teams have Yeah, that's true. To be fair, Deech. But I mean, just I'm just Rudiger's. Just I'm not convinced. He's fine under Tuchel because of the way Tuchel sets them out very well organised. Doesn't allow them to get too attacking. I mean, they only play like three attacking players in the team. Everybody else sits back, so it's like he's very well protected. But as an actual individual player, he's not a good player for me defensively and he showed that under Frank Lampard when they were all expecting him to come back and make the difference it was clear he didn't make a difference he actually worsened the defence if anything when he returned no, he's not I'm a good organiser I'm not saying I'm Chris, a fan Rob, of Rob was asking he's, he's been doing decent work and Rob was asking you're not a fan of uh, Edward Mendy no, he's a he's a, he, well, he wasn't bought to be a, a backup keeper to a they were going you know to buy a they wanted a top class keeper to replace Kepa. Yeah, Mendy was bought to be a backup. Yeah, that's it. Donnarumma, I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, he, it's Aura Black, but yeah, no, Mendy's not. He's a second class keeper. He's he's not a top class keeper. Yeah, at all. he had a great game against Liverpool last uh, last time he went out. Yeah, but that's different. Made some great saves. He's rash. Very rash, and he makes dodgy decisions. Yeah, I'm not as big as Games like that is is a totally different thing. Keepers do tend to have their best performances because they can, because it's their, you know, everything's at them, and they can, they could just stay on their line. You know what I mean? They don't have to come out and sweep up much because yeah. the team's sat deep, so they don't have to go anywhere. They not make, you know, they're not being put in a position to make many mistakes. If you see what I mean. When your team's yeah. sat, if, when the whole defence is sat back right on top of you. You don't have a. All you've got to do is stay on your line and be a shot stopper, and that's when he's at his best because he is a good shot stopper. But it's when he has to do more that he struggles. He's very rash. That's the Pickford syndrome as well, isn't it? You know, he was great at Stumbling because he was getting. He was involved on every move because the defence was so bad. So everyone thought he was a great keeper because he was making saves all the time, forgetting that he. He led in the most goals in the division. Yeah. And people are judging him to be a good keeper because of the shots he saved, not because of the shots that were actually went in. Yeah, that's and he the was thing. involved so much. Yeah, to a very yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Does happen a lot. Mm. And not with keepers yet, I agree with that. Right, where do we go from here, Tris? Is that oh. was that the last league game, was it? Um, yeah, that's the last of the league games, so we'll go on to the Cup, shall we, now? Just quickly, we won't do all of them. Nah, uh, not really. Just the important <laughs> ones. Uh, which ones really matter? Uh, Liverpool had a few good kids, you know, it was good kids out. Good night for kids. Everton getting getting beat by Queen's Park Rangers was a shock. but It wasn't wrong to me. 
but well, that's what I was thinking is, you know, it wasn't like a huge shock because QPR plays some good football and you're not putting out your first team, so that's always a risk. So there's not really much to talk about yeah. on a Tuesday night, is there? What about Wednesday? No. Oh, yeah, of course. Obviously, Arsenal winning. Chelsea beating Villa again. Uh, but, hmm, what's this? Man United versus West Ham. What happened there, Deeps? I didn't watch it. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Come on, Deeps! So we did the build-up for it, get it ready so you could talk about it, and you didn't even bloody watch it. I'm gonna have to get rid of him. I'm not. Did you not gonna... see the penalty that should have been given for what I was talking about before, when uh, Jesse Lingard had his shorts pulled up in the penalty area? It was the most, and the referee was right in front of the action. And how he never give a penalty is absolutely beyond me. You know, I know they get the fair share of penalties, but. That was a terrible decision. Referees have been abysmal this season, though. Since the first weekend, they had a good weekend, and then it's just like they thought, ah, sorry, we don't have to bother again. There has been some bad refereeing performances, I must admit. It's been awful since then. Terrible stuff. I mean, they're dreadful. Really embarrassingly bad. See the uh, the one, the, uh, the Australian... Who became the first foreign referee in the prem- in the uh, Premier League as well at the weekend, didn't he? Yeah. That yeah. Gillette. Yeah. yeah, he's obviously Australian, so he's not going to be any good, obviously. I remember watching him. Um, <laughs> I remember watching him referee a lot of the A League games down here. It's not the thing I don't get about Australians is right. They act all macho and that, but their big their big sport is Australian rules football, right? And they yep. wear the the campest outfits in the world, bar none. I mean, it's like watching a Julian Clary clip, isn't it? You know, the tight shorts and that. How does that it's work? A tough game, too. Yeah, but tough but, game. But why do they wear those, t- you know, the tiny little shorts? No, you can't watch that. You can't watch it. It's just a watchable one of that because it makes you want to vomit. It's just tradition. It's been, it's been around for so long. And it's always kind of been like that. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, that's just not watchable though. I'm afraid. The, the, the thing that's working, <laughs> you'll see, you'll see a lot of uh, blokes walk around shopping centres down oh. here in in footy <laughs> oh god, I feel sick. Is that what you but wear? It is a good sport. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't wear footy shorts, but uh, it is a good sport. I, I don't know. I've watched it. Yeah, I like enjoy. the sport. It's a bit rough, Tony. It is a bit rough, like. Look over, over the last, Gaelic over the last Hailing, though, is it? <laughs> over the last oh, decade, or so, it has, it has softened up a bit, mm. but um. You know, back back in oh look, back in the early two thousands, late nineties, eighties, it was a lot rougher than it is now. Yeah, I used to watch it. And that's what I used to watch the Aussie rules. Ah, did you, was there? Was I oh, know this is a bit off topic. Sorry, but was well, there you, ever a team that you followed? Which year? Which were you saying that, that, when you said eighties no, and nineties? Did you mean eighteen eighties and nineties? Oh, 
used to be on the telly quite a lot. So you used to get it over there? Yeah. We used okay. to get it, yeah. So yeah, this yeah, Saturday... Wasn't it on on the Sunday? Saturday's the grand yeah, yeah. I think it might have been on a Sunday, yeah. <laughs> but these were the highlight programme yeah. of all the games at the Aussie Rules. And it was really, I thought it was quite an enjoyable game. Yeah, but you like tennis. Yeah, no. So, and cricket. <laughs> so, you know, you like I, I don't think you're, you know, golf. I mean, Christ, if you you think they're exciting, so, you know, I don't think your judgment's really something I'd go with, to be honest. I like I like cricket better than football, I'll be honest with you. See? Point what? proven. Really? See? Point proven. There's no accounting for taste. I mean, he is an Evertonian, <laughs> so it's understandable. <laughs> I mean, if you supported Everton, you'd probably prefer anything to football, let's be honest. <laughs> Especially at the moment. Anyway, are we going to do the are we gonna do the predictions first, or are we going to just, yeah. just do the news first? Go on, which are the news first, number of our predictions. Okay. So, prediction to end it. So. Yeah, that's the big one, isn't it? You know, that's the one that will keep people listening to to hear the predictions. Yeah. How much more can I embarrass myself? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was being sarcastic, Deep. So I think that, that'll mean they can switch off early once they know we're going into the predictions, because nobody wants to listen to you lot, do they? But anyway, let's go on. <laughs> Let's go on to the, the news. We'll start with uh, Etu standing for president of Cameroonian FA. Anyone think that's a good idea? Yeah. Can't be worse than the other. If you're corrupt, yeah, it's a really good idea. Do you think he'll, uh, do you think he'll actually clear that up a bit? Because they've had a lot of problems, obviously. Do you think he, that's what he's going to do? Or do you think he's just getting in there because he thinks, oh, this is a nice little earner? That's what I, exactly what I think with Samuel Eto'o. <laughs> Didn't he play for Everton? Uh, oh, yeah. He, he did, yeah. He done what I thought, haven't he, actually? Samuel Eto'o. Well, wasn't, wasn't he uh, on the streets when he joined Everton? <laughs> wasn't he what? 25. No, I think he was a bit older than that. <laughs> <laughs> double the streets. Double the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the passport, like you Cuba did, the flexi port from it, and there's a lot of players out there. Hey, yours is similar, because they wouldn't let you travel if you had your real age on it, because you're too old and decrepit to get on a plane. <laughs> That's about right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it has been for about 150 years, but we won't go into that. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I would like to think he'd do well, but I'm, I'm still a bit dubious about him too, you know. I think anyone who takes that sort of position has got a dodgy thing about them anyway, so... Unless, they, unless he deliberately is standing to clean it up, like, because he's got the money, he doesn't need it, does he, so... No, no, he's I mean, got... he's very rich. Yeah. I mean, he's not Ronaldo rich, but he's not far, you know, he's not bad, you know... Especially when it, it, living in a place like Cameroon, where the cost of living situation, yeah. he'll be living like a king there, with plenty to spare as well. So, he wasn't he at one point when he was playing for that Russian team, Angie Makachkala? Wasn't he one of the highest paid players in the world? He was before then. He was when he was at Barcelona and when he yeah, went to uh, Milan as well. He was one of the highest, if not the highest. Mm. 
when they swapped him for Zlatan and what was it, eight forty million or something ridiculous like that, sixty million, something like that. I mean, Pep, what were you thinking? And then did he go to Chelsea? Did he go to Chelsea? Yeah, he before? went to Chelsea, but I don't know whether it was straight after Inter. I can't remember now. No, 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 no. From Inter, from Inter to Russia, then to Chelsea. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Might have, might even have been one of. And two then he retired and went to Everton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do some of his money. Yeah. yeah. Something to do, isn't it? Anyway, yeah, when he yeah. sit in the rocking chair. Anyway, should we go on to the <laughs> we'll go on to the next thing. Hungary, I think it's gotta be next, hasn't it? The punishment. One game what behind closed doors. What an absolute One game suspended and a two hundred euro two hundred thousand euro fine, because that'll really make a big difference, won't it? You've got to back if you want to change racism and get it and clean the game up, you've got to give people far severer sentences than that. That is absolutely nothing. It, I think we were talking about it before. It's not even a slap on the wrist, is it? You know, they, these teams have got to be thrown out of competitions like the Euros until they clean their act up. And you've got to to be fined and stopped from having fans for a decent length of time. Otherwise, you're never going to change people's attitudes towards racing. Well, it's, it's, it's not just that. that. Oh, go sorry. on. Sorry, I thought you'd finish. Go on. No, I was just saying, you know, we're, we're all trying to change uh, the, the racist uh, elements in the game. But uh, teams like Hungary, and they're not the only ones, by the way, in Europe, yeah, England have got a lot of Croatian teams. Yeah, yeah, but ours isn't as big as theirs, actually, in my opinion. But, you know, you've got to give some mere sentences. You've got to stop them entering European competitions, World Cups. Could... They were already oh, on, I was just going to say, they're already on a European ban from UEFA for having to play behind closed doors. So it's not like it's a one off either. No, no. No, they're, they're serial racists and they've got to do something about it, in my opinion. Certainly needed to be a longer but sentence than one game. I mean, what's yes. the point in that? That's just like saying, well, we don't really care. Well, you know, if the sponsors, you know, if, you, if you'd upset a sponsor, covered up a sponsorship board or something, they'd probably have got a, a, a five-game ban, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Got to ban them from competitions, as far as I'm concerned. Certainly got to do more than one game. And one game. Yeah, absolutely. Ridiculous. So we, we might as well move when on. It's to, when it's poor. We'll move on to the cheats, Derby. Uh, finally, finally getting some punishment for all their cheating. After all these years of uh, of cheating right the way round FFP, they've... You know, getting away last season, they've still, you know, they've still got unsubmitted accounts, which should have been submitted last season and cost them points, you know, been deducted points for, but they held them back because that way they they wouldn't get relegated and Wickham went down instead. But now they've got they've entered admin and deducted twelve points, so they're on minus two. But they've also got, as well as the unsubmitted accounts, which will have to be submitted at some point, which will give them more point deduction. They've got another fifteen point deduction potentially hanging over their heads if they fail to pay 25% of outstanding sums to non-secure creditors. So they could be like 40-odd points 
minus, uh, you know, they could have 40 odd points deducted or something ridiculous because nobody actually knows how much yeah. they could have for the submission. That some of it could even be pushed over to next season, so they could end up going straight down to League Two, base in essence. Which is, you can't feel sorry for the likes of Wickham, yeah, who went down instead of them. They that should have been brought up last year, and Wickham wouldn't have gone down. So I'm sure that they are really bitter about it because I know I would if I was yeah. in their position. Well, their owners said he's t- he's looking into whether they can sue someone because they've lost ten million for a club like Wickham. I mean, that's probably half them, yeah. half their uh, income of the year, ten million, if not more. You know, not yeah. even a bigger proportion proportion of their of their income because you know they're not a big club it's all Wickham no it's very unfair on them I think mm. but Rooney's sticking with them apparently and uh, the players are happy about that yeah obviously he's not getting paid yeah. but uh, <laughs> I'm surprised he actually stuck with them <laughs> yeah but he's in a position where he earns big money and he's on a hiding to nothing now, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's on a win-win situation. He can blame it all on the yeah. uh, on the point deductions now. If they don't make, if they go down, it's not his fault now. I mean, they, they already had. I mean, this is what annoys me: is that not only did they have the point deduction thing, you know, that they didn't get last season, so they could stay up, but they were allowed to sign players, even though they're under a transfer embargo. They were allowed to sign players in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> They were saying, well, they need to bring their squad size out. Well, what about your fucking youth team, you cheating bastards? You know what I mean? Use your bloody youth (laughs) team. Otherwise, it's just... Why are they allowed to bring in people like Phil Jagielka on big wages? And I know we might be past it now, but that's not the point. They're still able to go on... When they're in financial difficulties, they're bringing in all these old men on big wages... How is that allowed? Yeah. I mean, the FA really, you know, EFL, whoever it was, EFL. I mean, that made the decision. Surely they should be getting, Surely they should be looking at themselves and saying we shouldn't have allowed them to sign anyone. I mean, they must have a youth yeah. team. They've got one of the best academies in the country. Well, where we got Cade Gordon from? After all, Liverpool got Cade Gordon from recently. So they've got plenty of, you know, they've got a fantastic youth system there. Make him use them. Yeah, yeah. But you've got to do something about it, all these clubs. It does seem like it's a case of they were cheating like mad and the EFL just helped them. Just said, oh, go on then, carry on. Sell your ground for 80 million mm. and even though it's valued at 47 million, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll take, you know, we'll just look the other way while you slip that into your accounts because it'll fix your FFP issue for the season. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't sit well, does it? it doesn't. No, I, it mightn't have been so bad if it wasn't that Wickham went down instead or any club that went down, basically. You know what I mean? Whoever. It, yeah. Because they've cheated to get stay up and somebody else has suffered because of it and you just think that's just not right yeah it doesn't sit right now it doesn't sit right anyway so we'll we'll move on to the uh, the final bit of news is the AD Ward with the underage players I'm sure you I don't know if any of you read it where AD Ward's been uh, Raheem Sterling's former agent now because Raheem Sterling got rid of him when all this started, you know, when the investigation started. Basically, he's been uh, hoovering up young talent 
at the age of like 12, 13, 14, these players are. He's, try, he's getting them and he's trying to force them to make moves as well. So he can earn cash. Because Fulham were going to pay him to move one player. Uh, there's a, And there's a lot more besides. And he's been... Surely that's against every rule. Yeah, well, it, well it's, it's, you're not allowed to have an uh, agent until... I can't remember if it's 16 or 18 now. But yeah, he's breaking the rules by acting as an agent for them. Clubs are breaking the rules by paying him as an agent and by doing deals with him. Uh, he's also doing, he's also been doing things like getting Raheem Sterling to phone up these young kids to impress them. And that, which is why Raheem's gone, basically got rid of him quick, like because he knows he's getting, you know, it's dragging his name through the dirt because he knows he's been involved in some shady dealings as well. But that's how he got Raheem Sterling as well. He goes around yeah. looking for young, vulnerable kids, you know, with single parents and that, particularly. Targets them. It's, I mean, it's, it's the thing that's annoying is, the FA and Panorama and that are only investigating now, and only putting this out there now, when it's been well known for, well, as long yeah, as he's yeah, been yeah, in the yeah. game. The moment he started, he went his, on his own. This was what he did, and everyone knew about it. So why has it only become an issue now? Yes, that's uh, bad, bad form, isn't it, really? You know, that's got to be investigated. It's got to be stopped <laughs> before anyone else gets it. And, you know, these kids, they're too, they are too young, aren't they? You know, 16 or 8, well, I think it's 18, actually, that they, uh, that they can't have an agent so. And, you know, that's fine, that's fine by me. But you can't block rules like he's doing and hope to get away with it. But he's got to be brought to book, hasn't he? Well, you'd, hope so. you'd hope so, but I'm not convinced. I think they'll, he'll get away with it because they'll, they'll, they'll just uh, drag it out and drag it out until people forget about it, as usual. Yeah. If he was to get into big trouble for that, what's some of the repercussions that could come for him? Um, well, he'd just be banned from being an agent. I mean, what more can they do? From being an agent, yeah. There's not really much he can, they can do. That's the point, isn't it? You know, it's a bit pointless. They're toothless. They've got no real power over him. Mm. I don't think they'd bring him to book. It would stop it happening in future, wouldn't it? I know it might help the people that it's affected up to now, but it would stop people in the future from actually being able to do what he's done. So, yeah, it's got to be brought up. Yeah, needs to be, but it, I just can't see anything happening. Anyway, we might as well move on to the uh, predictions. So, how's that right. listening? You can, you, can, you can switch it off now, because there's not an interest in happening for the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go third this week. I'm going to go third this week. Oh, you're just doing that because I've already written down the same order. I had the first uh, choices last week, and so, so Deeps had a little bit of a moan about that. So we'll move it up then. Deeps could go first this week, and Rob can go first. No, I'm going to second you. Oh, you want to go second? Uh, Rob is the special guest. Right, can Rob could go million. first then. The special guest, Rob, can go first. Since uh, everyone's saying I was copying everyone else's uh, predictions last week, I'll happily go yeah. first. That's true, that's true. So we'll, what we'll do is, 
We'll go Rob first, and it's Chelsea-Manchester City. The early kick-off is the first game. Where does it go? Yeah, I'm waiting for you to tell us. You're, you're first. Chelsea 2-1. Ooh. Oh, well, there you Deeps. go. 1-0 to Chelsea. 1-0, OK. Um, Billy? I'll go 2-0 to Chelsea. I don't think City are in the frame of mind to be beating the better sides. I think they've got problems in the club. And I think Lukaku was definitely score one, maybe even two. It's going to be 2-0. Okay then, so we'll move on to the next game then, and that's Manchester United versus Villa. Rob, you're up. I'm going to go a two-all draw. Two-all. Right. Deeps. Two-one again for United. Maybe a dodgy penalty. Well, that's <laughs> kind of given, isn't it? <laughs> Not kind of given, but, but we get those against <laughs> Villa every season. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of given when you play in Villa. You get them against pretty much everyone, <laughs> to be fair, Deeps, but particularly Villa and Leeds. Go on, Bill. Go for a one-all draw. Oh. I think it'll be a good game of football, but I think I think they're good enough to get results against United. I think United are still a bit short, and I think uh, Villa are a very, very good side. So... Uh, with home advantage, Man United might just get a draw. 1-1. Mm. Right, we're going on to the uh, relegation battle now, and it's Everton versus Norwich. Rob? I'm going to go 3-0 Everton. 3-1 Everton. And Bilbo? Oh, 1-0 Everton. Finally, Billy has backed his team. Yeah, I, I think you'll be. I, I, I thought it really, you know, not me ahead. It's not really a big call, is it, to say they'll beat Norwich, though? Let's put it this way. You're not really putting it on the line no. there, are you? No, but what I'm saying is, it's not going to be the big, uh, the big score that people are ex- expecting. Your three nils and your four. It's not going to be like that. Everton will win, but it won't be by much. It'll be one 0 win for Okay. I don't think. But Norris can. don't defend. They just don't don't defend at all. Come on, Billy. That's right. So right. So we have no Calvert Lewin or a Charleston. We can't attack. So it's going to be one goal, isn't it? Yeah, but you you've got Rondon to the rescue. Exactly. <laughs> why it's only going to be one nil. He's not exactly a goal scorer, is he? He's not exactly fit. Yeah, that's true. He's well overweight, isn't he? Anyway, we'll move on to yeah. West Ham. Rob? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to go a one-all draw for that one. One-one. Deeps? Who is playing whom? Leeds West Ham. Oh, 3-2 West Ham. 3-2 West Ham. Because so Antonio two, three, is back. Then. Yeah, whatever yeah. way it is. Well, I have Here's to write it down. <laughs> so at least say it the right way round, you bloody awkward git, so I can write it down, right? Billy? <laughs> I'm going 2-1 to West Ham. 
I think it'll be a very it's entertaining like, game, actually. So one two then, yeah. Yeah, it's only one two. Yeah. You Perry. It's gonna be a very entertaining game. I swear it. But you know, you, uh, but Leeds United are not as strong as what West Ham are at the moment, and they missed too many chances. But they will score a goal probably, so I'm going two one to West Ham. Okay, so we're going to Leicester Burnley then. Yep. Rob? Leicester 2 to Burnley, 0. Okay. Deeps? Burnley 1, Leicester 2. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that down as 1 to Burnley and 2 to... I'm going to put that down as 1-2 rather than 2-1 then now, just to annoy you. <laughs> and as I'm, the, as I'm the judge, yeah, you know... What I say is final. <laughs> Go on, Billy. What do you say? This is going to be an easy win for Leicester. It's going to be 3 0. I was going to go for 4, but I'm going to go 3 0 for Leicester. They're just far too good for Burnley. Burnley haven't got much at the moment, and I, don't, I can't see them scoring, so I'm going for 3 0 for Leicester. Okay. So we'll go on to Watford Newcastle then, and that's Rob. I'm going to go a nil-all draw. A, what? Nil-nil, you mean? Nil-nil. Yeah. Nil-all. <laughs> nil-all. Bloody Aussies. Did we find him? Where did we find him? It's Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Deeps. 1-1. 1 on. You do know which one are we... Oh, shit. I'm, right, I'm writing it down the wrong place. That's all. I'm writing it down Brentford, Liverpool. I thought, hang on. <laughs> so, Bilbo, Watford, oh, Newcastle. The rele- that's a proper relegation battle, that is. It is, yeah. But I'm going to watch you. I think my, uh, Newcastle might just have a bit too much for them. Mm-hmm. And if Callum Wilson's playing, he will get the two. There you go. Yeah, he but definitely he makes a playing. difference, him. Absolutely, he does. And I think uh, he'll score. What were you saying, Deeps? But is he available, Callum Wilson? I don't Not know. Sure. Probably Enough. injured, I think, still. Yeah. But sh- oh, Billy's still back Newcastle. Billy's already back Right, we'll move on I to Brentford. Yeah, that's true. We'll move on to Brentford Liverpool now then. Brentford nil, Liverpool three. Three. Go go on deeps. <laughs> Brentford one, Liverpool two. And you're not going to go against us then this time. You were saying Leeds 7 or something last time, wasn't it? 4 2, yes, 4 2. Yeah. And Billy? I'm going for a 1 0 win for Liverpool. I think Brentford will give a good account of themselves. I think they'll be right up for it. It's their biggest test so far. And I think they'll be up for it. But I don't think it's going to beat Liverpool, they're going to murder them. 
I think it's going to be uh, a comfortable win, but only a 1 0 1. Right. Southampton Wolves then. Rob? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I'll go 2 1 Southampton. Okay. Deeps? I'm going against my boy Raf Hassan Hotel and it's going to be 3 1 to Wolves. He's just doing this on purpose, so I have to think about <laughs> <laughs> writing it. <laughs> Billy? Oh, and by the way, oh. Oh, by the way, Billy Wilson is injured up until October. Yeah, so it's so. all. <laughs> I'm going for a 2 all draw in this one. And it's a saying, open game, plenty of goals, plenty of excitement, 2 all. Well, at least one of you will have the correct result, even if none of you get the score, because you've got yeah. one straw, one win, one home win, one away win. All right, now the uh, the least entertaining derby I can think of, Arsenal Spurs. Uh, Arsenal one, Tottenham three. Oh, deeps. One nil to Spurs. And Billy? Nil nil, boring draws. Nil So there's. Uh, and now there's just one match left, which is the Palace Brighton game. Uh, Palace nil. Brighton two. Right. Deeps? Isn't this considered yet another derby? Yeah, they hate each other. This is a proper derby because they actually hate each other, and it and they actually decent. You know, there's a decent side there in Brighton, and Palace plays some good stuff, so it might be a very watchable game. But they really detest each other, the fans. Oh, I'm going for my patented two-one. If so much late winner. We're going 2-1 Brighton. So, yeah. so 1-2 then, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, he's being sacked in the morning. <laughs> he's doing it on purpose. I'm going for another entertaining game. And it's another entertaining all score and all singing and dancing game. 2-2. 2-2. Oh, right. So that's all the scores in for next week. That's what you did better than last mm-hmm. time, Rob. <laughs> You're the only one who hasn't had a correct score yet. Useless. Well, I've only had one week, so we'll Are see you, what happens. Well, you know, and you've had time to do... You've done your notes this time. No, so, I come prepared. Didn't show like, but, you know, you did your notes. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, when you were talking about the, um, the rivalry between uh, Palace and Brighton, uh, what's that about? I actually did an article on it yeah, in the in the uh, football news and views. So you just go look at that. There you go. See, <laughs> there's no need for me to explain it to you. you just go to football dash news dash views dot co dot uk, and you go to the series, and you'll see there's oh, what's what's it called? Hang on, I'll go down. There. There's rivalries. There's a link for rivalries in series and. Right, number two is Brighton versus Palace. So, okay, beautiful. I'll look that up. Yeah, there you go. So no excuse now. You can read about it, like. 
Well, it's, it's very bitter. novels. <laughs> it's very bitter rivalry, though. They properly hate each other, the fans. Mind, Palace fans aren't well-liked, it must be said, by anyone else. I know, foot, I know like, they're well-liked by the media and that, but they're not well-liked by other fans. Yeah, Charlton are. fans, they were horrible to when they shared ground. They were used to... I mean, the abuse that they used to give Charlton fans would be considered racist abuse if it was being given now. So, you know, things... So they're not well... You know, they're... Great atmosphere they create, but they're not known for their niceness. Let's put it that way. You never see... Yeah. Yeah, they're not a nice bunch of fans, the Palace ones, but they do get behind their team, so, you know, they they, but they create, create an intimidating create an intimidating atmosphere, that's the word I was trying to think of. So. Yeah. Inter- be inter- right, boys, well, I'm off. Yeah, I, I think uh, we should call it there anyway, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, I'm going to get me tea and study and what I'm going to get back on the put all these bets on with all my connections and then see if I can do the I really, again. <laughs> I really would. So thanks very much, boys, Rob. Okay. Great, uh, great stuff on Liverpool, by the way. Thought you done really Thank well. You. And uh, Thank thanks you very much. thanks for joining us. And Tris, well done for uh, keeping uh, us all in check there. Making a little mess of that, yeah. <laughs> and I shall see you next week boys thanks very much yeah. see, you, see you next Thursday okay. right we may as well head off as well then mightn't we bye bye Billy so, see you next Thursday everyone deeps good night boys see you boys thanks for having me see you Rob I was, goodbye I was to everyone salutations bye yeah. bye nobody says see you next Thursday that's the name of the bloody podcast and you let us down the pair of you oh. see you next Thursday everyone <laughs> bye bye Bye-bye.